0: Good evening. Welcome to the Braille Institute of America's Challenge Braille Challenge 2013 Award Ceremony. This live broadcast is brought to you by Ayers LA and will be available as a podcast on our website, www.airsla.org. Uh, Before we go on, let me tell you, you're listening to the beautiful music of Nahoku Okalani uh, with the drummers and dancers of Aloha Hula Studio.
1: I'm Anne-Marie Howard. We're here at the Universal Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles for a dinner and ceremony at which the winners in each student category of the Braille Challenge will be presented their awards. In addition, the Teacher of the Year will be honored. Now, for those of you who are new to this event, the Braille Challenge is unique. A competition among blind students, grades 1 through 12, from every part of the U.S. and Canada, testing their skills in all aspects of Braille, spelling, reading comprehension, proofreading, speed and accuracy, and charts and graphs. It is a two-stage contest. The first, or the regional stage, is held from January to March in various areas of the United States and Canada.
0: Winners in each region are then invited to participate in the final round of competition, which was held here today in Los Angeles at the headquarters of the Braille Institute of America, with the overall winners in each category being honored this evening. Categories are Apprentice Grades 1 and 2 freshman grade three and four, sophomore grade five and six, junior varsity grades seven, eight, and nine, varsity grades 10, 11, and 12. The tests become increasingly difficult at each, ca- each higher category level.
1: The purpose of the Braille Challenge is to encourage students to improve their Braille reading and writing skills. The first challenge was held in 2000 in the Braille Institute's regional center in Anaheim, California, and it was limited to students in grades 1 through 12 from Southern California. But in 2001, the Braille Institute invited agencies from other areas to send contestants from their local competition to a final challenge in San Diego. In 2003, a Braille Challenge Advisory Committee was formed and the preliminary round of the challenge was restructured to be open to all kids from the U.S. and Canada.
0: That 2003 Braille Challenge became a huge success with nearly 240 students from 28 states and four Canadian provinces participating in the first round and 55 finalists competing for top titles. The number of participants has increased every year since then with 60 finalists, 12 in each category, here in Los Angeles today. They, the finalists, are the winners of the regional and local competitions administered by hundreds of teachers and many different agencies across the U.S. and Canada that hosted their own Braille Challenge event for up to 40 students at one time.
1: The winners in each category of today's student competition will be recognized and given an award and prizes at this dinner. In addition, one of nine nominees from all over the country will receive the prestigious Teacher of the Year Award. And that's what's creating the buzz and excitement here this evening at the 2013 Braille Challenge. Excitement among the contestants among their family and friends and among all of the attendees here at the universal hilton hotel in los angeles the evening begins with dinner and it will be followed by the program
0: we're going to wait a little while for the program because people are still coming into this beautiful ballroom so while we wait for the dinner let's tell you a little bit about the scene here it is gorgeous and quite unusual and and different from all of the other rail challenges First of all, it's a very large ballroom. We have 10 no, we have 40 tables of 10 people each scattered throughout the room with a stage at one end. The stage is decorated as a Polynesian jungle. The musicians are dressed in Polynesian costumes with straw hats and blue cloaks from what I can see. The uh, jungle effect is heightened by the green lighting on the back of the stage. It really looks as if you're in uh, not in Los Angeles at all, but somewhere in Polynesia. Tiki torches surround the room, and uh, totems are placed among the tiki torches. Rather than the usual suits and beautiful dresses worn by the attendees, their parents, and everyone in previous years, this year, in compliance with the theme of uh, Polynesia most of the people are dressed very casually many in colorful Hawaiian shirts, lots in Hawaiian dresses and it's a lot more casual affair than it has been in the past
1: We'll let you listen to a little bit more music and then we'll be back with uh, some more thoughts about to eat this evening and some more information for you
2: Okay.
0: Let's go back here for a moment while we're waiting for the program to begin. The kids outside were lined up to have their photographs taken with the Polynesian dancers who a little bit later will become part of the program here, and they're all pretty excited about that. It looks as if little by little the room is beginning to fill up and we will begin the program fairly soon. But in the meantime, We really want to read the names of all of the kids who are the finalists. It's important to them and their parents and all of you to know who they are. So, uh, Anne-Marie, if you're ready, we can uh, begin with the names of the finalists.
1: At the apprentice level, we have Haley Baskefield from Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Center for the Education of Children.
0: Audrey Bethay, Kansas State School for the Blind.
1: Sujan Dockhall, Maryland, Maryland School for the Blind.
0: Maren Goodlough, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
1: Alexander Holstein, West Virginia, West Virginia Regional Braille Challenge.
0: Jennifer Kasunik, Ohio.
1: Anthony Mockman, Pennsylvania.
0: Ava Pacheco, Pennsylvania.
1: Ian Resivure, Indiana, Indiana School for the Blind.
0: Julia Stockberger, Maryland, Maryland School for the Blind.
1: Richard Tienter, M- Missouri, Missouri School for the Blind.
0: Caitlin Zampella or Zampea, Oklahoma School for the Blind.
1: Madison Wardell, Florida.
0: Dia Chakraborty, Arkansas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
1: And in the freshman stage, we have. Christopher Abel, from Georgia, the Georgia Academy for the Blind and the Atlanta Braille Volunteers.
0: Samantha Bomberger, Nebraska Center for the Education of Children.
1: Kaylee Brendel, New York, East Meadow School District.
0: Paige Drury, Connecticut, the Carroll Center for the Blind.
1: Geneva Harris, Georgia, Georgia Academy for the Blind and the Atlanta Braille Volunteers.
0: Kendra Holloway, Georgia, Georgia Academy for the Blind. And the Atlanta Braille Volunteers.
1: Yale Cork, Texas, Texas Education Service Center, Region 13.
0: Julia Legrand from Michigan.
1: Ton Pham from Florida, Florida Instructional Materials Center for the Visually Impaired.
0: Jacob Reynolds, Florida, FIMC, VI Lions Eye Institute.
1: Deanira Villa Casares, Colorado, Colorado School for the Deaf and the Blind.
0: L.I.U., British Columbia, Canada, the Provincial Resource Center for the Visually Impaired.
1: And in our sophomore division, we have Jalen Ballard from Indiana, the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
0: Mitchell Bridwell, Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
1: Kelly Cusack, New York, East Meadows School District.
0: Nikhil Tadlani, North Carolina. Northern California, I guess it is. California School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
1: Marissa Diamore, Florida, FIMC, VI Lions Eye Institute.
0: Christine Lasina, Southern California Braille Institute, Orange County.
1: Annette Lamas, Florida, Edgewood Administration Center.
0: Griffin Miller, Michigan.
1: Julia Miller, Indiana, Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
0: Abby Orton, Alabama. It says Tennessee School for the Blind.
1: Mason Tilley, Kentucky. American Printing House for the Blind.
0: Marie Vianeda, Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired.
1: And Rochelle Zampella, Oklahoma. Oklahoma School for the Blind.
0: Junior Varsity. Keisha Anderson, British Columbia, Canada.
1: Chloe Ashford. Louisiana, Louisiana School for the Blind.
0: Cricket Biddleman, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
1: Harley Fetterman, Texas, Texas Education Service Center, Region 13.
0: Luther Fuller, Kansas, Kansas State School for the Blind.
1: Caitlin Hall, Illinois, Missouri School for the Blind.
0: Ricardo Herrera, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
1: Merlin Heilman, Texas, Texas Education Service Center, Region 13.
0: Natalia Ratcliffe, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
1: Lauren Thompson, Iowa, Iowa Braille School and the Iowa Library for the Blind.
0: Alyssa Townsend, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Center for the Blind.
1: And Michelle Young, Florida FIMC VI Lions Eye Institute.
0: And in the older kids, the varsity category, we have Janie Brunson, Northern California, California School for the Blind.
1: A.D. Campa, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
0: Annabelle Costanzo, Iowa, Iowa Braille School, and the Iowa Library for the Blind.
1: Juna Yatta, Massachusetts, the Carroll Center for the Blind.
0: Alyssa Henson, Missouri, Missouri School for the Blind.
1: Brianna Martin, B.C., British Columbia, Canada.
0: Marissa Parker, Massachusetts, the Carroll Center for the Blind.
1: Michelle Rillard, Con- Connecticut, the Carroll Center for the Blind.
0: Alexa Switchow, Illinois.
1: Harrison Tu, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
0: Andrew Zhang, New York, East Meadow School District.
1: Tiffany Zhao, Southern California, Braille Institute, Orange County.
0: And Edgar Lozano from Texas, Texas Education Service, Region 13.
1: Congratulations to all the finalists.
0: These are the best of the best. These are the kids who have made it through all of the regional competition. And did you notice, Anne-Marie, some of the names we've seen before. some Some of these kids are very persistent. They do it year after year.
1: Yes. And we also want to say, when, when people were coming in tonight, the, there was a nice reception area and they were all dressed in black and the girls were all wearing purple orchids in their hair. And it was such a lovely touch for this Polynesian theme tonight. It, it's, we've, it's just such a lovely ambiance. The Braille
0: Institute does things very well. They do it very effectively. A, uh, Dancer is just getting off the stage. She blew kisses to the audience.
1: She was hula dancing. All right. She was. <laughs> <laughs> and we can still see that people are eating. We, were, we started out with a salad um, for, you know, for the uh, starter, and then we've moved in. Now people I see are being uh, served their main entree, which was a lovely fish, potatoes, carrots, and zucchini with a little pineapple, little dash of pineapple there for the Polynesian theme. The tables are lovely, and the room is quite elegant. And the servers, of course, are all in black tie. And so it is so interesting, Max, that so many uh, people are in their Polynesian. We have Hawaiian shirts and some... You know, a lot of people with uh, dresses and flowers in their hair. And it's still lovely and, and elegant, but it's just a little more casual this year. You can feel it.
0: It really looks different. We're used to looking across this very large room and seeing people in dark suits, ties. <laughs> Even the the smallest kids were wearing dark suits, ties, yeah. and dresses. It really is a different theme this evening. Well, let me give you a little background here while we're waiting for the program to start. Uh, yesterday and today... The top blind students from across the United States and Canada met here in Los Angeles to put their knowledge of the Braille code to the test in the only national academic competition for blind students in the country, the National Braille Challenge. This year marks the 13th anniversary of this groundbreaking event. Sponsored by the Institute of America, Braille Institute of America, the competition serves to encourage blind children of all ages to fine-tune their Braille skills which are essential to their success in the sighted world. The 13th Annual National Braille Challenge took place at the Braille Institute's headquarters here in uh, Los Angeles at 741 North Vermont Avenue, not very far from here. Participants aged 6 to 19 competed in challenging categories requiring them to transcribe, type, and read Braille.
1: This year's competition, as always, includes a diverse group of high achievers from across the country. Now, most of of these uh, competitors were born blind and others lost their sight due to cancer or other eye diseases, but they all share a tenacity that drives them to succeed in in spite of their disability. They were chosen 12 contestants in each of five age groups from among more than 900 students in the preliminary rounds at regional braille challenge events held all across the country. Any visually impaired student who reads braille is eligible to participate in the preliminary challenge contest events. Regional competitions were held in January, February and March in 39 states and three Canadian provinces. They were proctored by more than 40 teachers of the blind and scored locally according to national guidelines by volunteer transcribers. Each contestant receives a Braille certificate of appreciation and general feedback on their performance. Contestants may take the preliminary contest anytime during the first three months of the year in one of two ways. One, by attending one of the many Braille Challenge regional events in their own state or region. Two, or individually if the contest is is administered by a teacher of the visually impaired. Either way, everyone can be a part of the preliminary round.
0: This uh, competition is unique in that it tests a very youth-specific skill. The great thing about the Braille Challenge is that it gives us the opportunity to celebrate a Braille literacy and brings this issue to the attention of the public. That's a quote from Nancy Niebrugge, Director of the Braille Challenge, she's here this evening, of course, and she will be emceeing the program in a little while. Most of the participants who make it to the national competition are the only blind school students, rather, in their school. They go through their entire lives being the exception. This competition gives them the opportunity to build camaraderie among kids who have shared similar experiences. Nancy said.
1: The National Braille Challenge is designed to test braille skills in several areas. Reading comprehension, braille spelling, chart and graph reading, proofreading, and braille speed and accuracy. All of which blind students need to master in order to keep up with their sighted peers. In order to keep the competition fair, the participants have been divided into five groups based on grade in school. We, uh, we told you the finalists before. The apprentice level was first and second grades. The freshman level was third and fourth grades. Sophomore, fifth and sixth grades. Junior varsity, seventh, eighth, and ninth grades. And varsity, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grades. The 2013 Braille Challenge media sponsors were announced. KPCC is supporting this year's Braille Challenge by providing airtime to spread the word about the importance of Braille literacy. And NBC4 has generously agreed to sponsor a special scholarship award called the NBC4 Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comprehension. This $1,500 cash prize will go to the Braille challenger who scores the overall highest in the reading comprehension category of the competition. I
0: know that the kids like receiving the prizes, the iPhones and all the other things, and nobody laughs at $1,500 in cash. (laughs) That's true. But I suspect that the honor of doing this, coming here, going through, reaching the level that these kids have, and then winning at the end, and even if they don't win, I suspect that There's a great deal of reward just in being here and participating in this. I can see it in their eyes. I can see it in the faces of their parents and the sponsors. Uh, I guess we should tell you that contestants may take the preliminary contest any time during the first two months of the year, and they can do it in one of two ways. Uh, They gain the fullest experience by attending one of the many Braille Challenge regional events in their own state or region. One of the blind service agencies and or schools near them host um, the preliminary challenge. Students may also take the challenge individually if the contest is administered by a teacher of the visually impaired. Either way, everyone can be a part of the preliminary round. Once the contest is scored, the top eligible students are invited to LA where they match skills against the top Braille readers in the nation here at the National Braille Challenge which culminates this evening in the awards.
1: The Braille Institute always puts out a a very lovely program, and this this year I'm going to read you something uh, from the program. We are live on the web. Tonight's award ceremony is being webcasted live at Braille Institute's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash Braille Institute, beginning at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. For family or friends back home who want to watch live, and don't forget to have them tweet to at Brailleinst, so it's B-R-A-I-L-L-E-I-N-S-T, using uh, the pound sign Braille Challenge. Tweets will be projected live on the stage. There are actually screens on both sides of the stage, and they're prepared. People are actually already tweeting. You see that, Max? So, uh They also have the option of listening to a live audio-described broadcast, which is what Max and I are bringing you from www.airsla.org. You click on the website, and we are streaming. You'll get the instructions for how to listen live. This service is being provided generously by Airs LA, it says in the program, which is an audio Internet reading service for those who are blind or sight impaired. When you get home, you can listen to a podcast of tonight's program by visiting the website www.airsla.org and clicking on the link for podcast at the main menu on the top of the page and then scrolling down to the Braille Institute link. And I'll read that as well, www.airsla.org slash brailleprograms.asp.
0: Well, since you're bringing up Airs LA anyway, Anne-Marie, let me put in a plug for our other programs. We have at least 85 program categories here on www.airsla.org, everything from vision research articles to humor to to theater review, lots and lots of magazines, so... If you are interested, it's www.airsla.org. All right, there are sponsors this evening. This is not, uh, all of this doesn't come out of thin air. There are people and organizations who sponsor this event. So why don't we give you a list of those sponsors right now? The uh, awards banquet sponsor sponsors plural, are Dot and Rick Nelson.
1: The Teacher of the Year sponsor is Bill Evans.
0: Major prize sponsor is Freedom Scientific. They are donating a Focus 40 Blue Wireless Braille display for first place winners.
1: The President's Circle sponsors are the Dockweiler Foundation in memory of Marcus E. Crahan, Jr., dot dot dat, dot inc opening ceremony. Franklin D. and Phyllis M. Halliday, student breakfast and lunch. Oh, it looks like we're getting ready. The director of the Braille Challenge, Nancy Niebrugge.
0: In case you missed that, here's Nancy Niebrugge, the director of the Braille Challenge.
1: And the program is about to begin.
3: Thank you, thank you. Hello, challengers! Oh, too loud, am I too loud? I'm so sorry. You got me all so excited. Well, welcome to the 13th annual National Braille Challenge. This is just the best night of the year, isn't it? All right, lots of cheers. Who wants to win? Well, you know what? You're all right, because you're all winners already. I know you hear that a lot, but we just couldn't say it enough. You're all winners already. This is no easy task, and I should know. That's because I hunt for the hardest teachers all over the country to create these contests. How'd do we do this year? Hard, hard, no too. I didn't hear any too easy, so that's good. Uh oh, okay. Well, every year we try to put the challenge in the challenge, and every year you guys meet the challenge. Well, guess what, now you're done. Now it's time to celebrate. Yeah, let me start by setting the stage for you. The round tables you're sitting at, um, they're covered with black tablecloths with white napkins. The centerpieces are crystal bowls placed on mirrored glass and they're filled with little tea lights and fresh plumeria blooms. That is the flower of the islands. In case you missed it, we have quite the Polynesian theme going again tonight, picking up from last night's welcome reception. Behind me is a bamboo forest surrounded by a jungle full of palm trees, Polynesian tiki statues, and faux torches. Sorry, kids, no real fire allowed. The fire marshal wouldn't have it. Yeah... The stage is set directly across from the entrance doors and there's a red carpet right down the middle leading right up to it. I'm sure many of you made your way on the red carpet out in the foyer. And perhaps some of you were stopped by our own paparazzi, Sergio Oliva, for a personal interview. Speaking of media, We would like to thank our two media sponsors this evening, KPCC, Southern California Public Radio. Yep, thank you very much. And NBC4, Southern California, for their continued support. Now this year our show is being live streamed on YouTube. We have two large screens on either side and they're going to be projecting any tweets that any of your friends and family may be sending our way. So I hope you sent the word out to have your friends and family tweet us here tonight. If not, go to brailleinst, hashtag braillechallenge. Have them give you a shout out. We might be sharing some of the best ones throughout the show. And once again, we have our friends from Ayers LA, the audio internet reading service of Los Angeles. They will be podcasting our event this evening. And they will include some commentary and description. And that podcast will be available at wwwairs laorg Shout out to my good friends and the, uh, the folks back there, Max Flechinger, Anne-Marie and Dick Burton. Ann Marie Howard, missed the last name. (laughs) I have one other person I'd like to introduce and that's our own voice of braille. That's Jim Hall. Jim, would you like to say a few words?
4: Capital, thank you comma, capital Nancy period, new line, new paragraph.
3: You guys recognize that voice? The older kids should. Yes, he is the voice on our contests in the dreaded speed and accuracy. Thank you, Jim. He will be doing our voiceover and descriptions this evening. Lastly, we are ready now. Give me a warm welcome for our Polynesian entertainers Nahoku Okalani with the drummers and dancers of Aloha Hula Studio.
0: On the stage now are six dancers, women, in grass skirts and uh, rather interesting tops. looks like a gold helmet with feathers on top. They have what looks like a bustle on the uh, back of the skirt, and they're doing a traditional uh, Polynesian dance with a good deal of movement of the bustle. Uh, Probably not much more to say about that. You can hear the music, and they are drawing rapt attention of the crowd.
1: I cannot move my hips like that. Can you, Max?
0: No, but I've never tried. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe instead of going to the gym tomorrow, I may try that. (laughs) However, it'll probably look a lot better on you than (laughs) me.
1: Well, these costumes are quite incredible. The girls all have long, dark hair, and those feathers reach up to the ceiling, and they're orange, and it's love. the headdresses are quite lovely. There go those hips.
3: There we go, for Nahoku Okalani and the drummers and dancers of Aloha Hula Studio. I hope some of you got to meet the dancers out front earlier, got to uh, touch their costumes, get a sense of what they're wearing and how cool their headdresses are. I don't know, for myself, I thought that was pretty special.
2: Yeah, I thought that was awesome. That was really awesome. First my squirrel friends would have said. Squeakity squeak squeakums.
3: Who was that? Anyone help me out?
2: Well it's not Yzma.
3: It's, it's not Cusco.
2: Oh it's Kronk. I think that's my end for yes. handsome and intelligent and uh and handsome.
3: It sounds like Kronk from Emperor's New School. Everybody, let me introduce tonight's celebrity guest. He's got a long list of credits, including last year's hit movie, Ted, the voice of Titan from Space Jumps*. He's also played, this is for the adults, Jeff Bingham from Rules of Engagement, and he was putty on Seinfeld. Going for you, yeah, pretty cool. He's also the voice of Joe on Family Guy. And the kids, you might know him as Sheriff Bronson Stone from the Scooby-Doo Mystery Hour. And Buzz Lightyear from Star Command. But his greatest role, he tells us, is being a dad to four lovely kids. So dancers, would you please help me welcome on stage Patrick Warburton. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
2: Was, thank you very much, ladies. That was very special. I've never in my life ever had an introduction like that. Uh, what an honor. What an honor to be here tonight at the Braille Challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm really honored to be here. What a special night. What an amazing night. And what an amazing group of young people. And
3: well, We're just thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much. I
2: couldn't, I couldn't be more pleased, uh, pleased to be here. Excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say it's really exciting to be here, too, and I'm very excited to get my award. Uh, you're not getting an award, Cronk. No, I thought that maybe I was going to get an award for my spinach puffs. You know, they're not even serving my spinach puffs tonight, which I'm going to have to talk to the chef in the kitchen about that. But. Anyway, no award, well, you know... If there's, there's one thing I love more than getting an award, it's giving an award, so. Do you think they bought that?
3: I think so, and you're gonna to get to you know, give some.
2: You know that microphone is on and it, it records everything you say, cry. Oh really, so this will be on all night, so I should be. All right then, well we're gonna have some fun and give out some awards, Nancy. <laughs> all
3: right. We're also going to give out some prizes. You wanna hear about our prizes tonight? I think you know most of them, but for one more time. Our first, second, and third place prizes are a cash award from $250 to $2,500. And our first place winner um, will get a Focus 40 Blue Refreshable Braille Display.
2: Focus 40.
3: Oh, you don't know what that is? Yeah. Well, that is, kids, can we help tell them? It's a kind of a, a computer, a Braille mm-hmm. computer. It has um, uh, keys, and, and the uh, refreshable Braille strip is sort of like their screen.
2: That's all right. I knew that, Nancy. I was just testing
3: Ah, you. okay. We thought and so. And you did
2: very well. <laughs> Everybody give a big hand to Nancy, because oh. she got that right. I'm <laughs> very proud of you.
3: Well, we're proud of you. Thanks, Steve. I didn't know you were here. And so we have something for you. There we go, now you're whole, now you're Polynesian.
2: Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> well, the other part of the prize, and I know the kids are excited about this, in addition to the Focus 40 blue display, the kids also get an iPad. Woohoo! <laughs> Donated by our own BIA donor, Palmer Langdon.
2: You know, Isma has an iPad. I've just got a piece of slate with chalk. I had one until Yzma broke it on her knee. She broke it on her knee. She was mad one day. She's mad every day. But <laughs> Yeah, iPads.
3: Well, kids here, they use a slate, but it's a slate and stylus. and so something completely different. <laughs> Finally, our first place varsity winner gets their name on our very own, to the left of me here, Perpetual Trophy. Our varsity winner gets on our Perpetual Trophy. Oh. That lives in Braille Institute all year long, and all our visitors come and check it out.
2: That was really cool. That, yeah. that made that noise. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that?
3: Yeah, definitely. All right, I think it's time to get to our first award tonight.
2: That's got to be you.
3: That's got to be me. Our first tonight. Our first award tonight. Oh, you know what that means,
2: Nancy. Oh, that's that. the ah. the uh, the shell horn, and that means that the there's conch a tweet. Shell. The conch shell.
3: There's a tweet so to be read. Perhaps we should hear it.
4: Oh, sorry. This is from uh, Maureen Lewicki. Hey, Kelly, Mrs. Lewicki is watching the awards from New York. All right, a shout-out to Kelly.
3: Okay. All right. On we go to the NBC. Next, we have the NBC4 Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comprehension. And our winner this year earns a $1,500 cash award, and for those who've been around a little while, you know that that's $500 more than last time. They are upping their commitment, and we couldn't be happier. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Presenting it tonight is one of our good friends and supporters, and in fact, uh, he's a reporter from NBC4. He's another Patrick.
2: Patrick the Starfish from SpongeBob?
3: Patrick no. Stewart? No.
2: St. Patrick?
3: It's not St. Patrick. Neil either. Patrick
2: Harris? <laughs> I'm out of Patrick's.
3: Well, he's not. Let's welcome our longtime challenge friend and supporter, Patrick Healy.
2: Hey! That was my next guess.
5: Patrick, number one, and Nancy, thank you so much. Good evening, Braille challengers. (laughs) Have we got that big check ready? They don't care about me, they wanna see that big check.
3: We have the check, we have the check.
5: And I gotta tell you first, every year, and it gets more fun and more an honor and more a privilege every year to be able to represent NBC Universal at this very special evening. You may know our company, we have TV stations including NBC4 here in Los Angeles. We have movie studios and we hope you've had a chance to visit the one next door sometime during your stay here. Um, We also have a website, NBCLA.com. We hope you have a chance to visit the website. We are so grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this evening. To present this award, it is our way to try to encourage and reward the commitment to education and literacy, communication skills, community spirit, attributes that are embodied and personified by every one of you Braille challengers. Give yourselves another round of applause. Thank you, Patrick. Are you ready for the envelope? All right, let's get that envelope. And just a reminder now, the Braille Superstar, this is the award that cuts across all the age groups to reward excellence in reading Braille comprehension. So the big moment is here. Oh, we've got the envelope. All right, this is very exciting. You have the envelope. Like they used to say at the Oscars, and the winner is. (gasps) Okay. Well, you know, the young ladies are always tough in this category, but I don't know, there are a lot of guys this year who are pretty competitive. Okay, okay. The winner is from the sophomore group. The sophomore group. Here's another big clue. The Braille superstar this year is a Hoosier a Hoosier. And the 2013 Braille Superstar is Mitchell Bridwell. Mitchell, come on up. Come on up, Mitchell. And let's give Mitchell a big round of applause. And here he
6: comes.
5: One more step, Mitchell, and then you got it. All right, you are here. Come forward a few more steps if you would. And if you don't mind, we're gonna put a lay around your neck here so you get in the Polynesian spirit here, and we're gonna ask you to spin around 180 degrees and we'll there take a go. picture of that monster check. We have a big old check for a oh. big old amount. Of so have you figured out yet how you're going to spend that money?
1: Uh, maybe for college. Hey.
5: College would be a great cause. Mitchell Brunwell, congratulations. Cronk, I'm going to turn it back to you.
2: You know, we could buy a lot of grub at Mudka's Meat Hut with that $1,500. <laughs> uh, college is a good idea. I
4: like that.
3: Congratulations Mitchell.
2: Congratulations. Would
3: you like to keep this?
4: I don't care. Mitchell is involved in his 4-H club. He enjoys water skiing and wrestling. And Mitchell would like to grow up to be a linguist.
3: That's pretty good as a sophomore. So that's that's quite an accomplishment to get that top reading comprehension score as a sophomore. Congratulations again, Mitchell. Okay.
2: All right. Now we. Okay.
3: Okay. Here we go. You know, part of the Polynesian culture is the art of storytelling. And. Um, We'd like to welcome our greatest storyteller.
2: You know, squirrels tell a mean story. <laughs> My squirrel friends one time told me the story about a nut that they found, and it was unlike any other nut. But it got repetitive. A lot of squeakety squeak squeakings. <laughs> you know, they're not the best storytellers, and I don't know. I don't know why. Nancy, talk about the Polynesian
3: storytellers. <laughs> well, actually, the, not, the squirrels may not be great storytellers, but this gentleman is. This is our president, Mr. Les Stalker, the heart and soul of Braille Institute, who is the keeper of our stories and the stories of the Braille Challenge. Les?
6: Good evening, everyone. What a wonderful event this is. And we had some issue here. I was trying to figure out, wait a minute, 13? I thought it was 14. Someone else says 15. But we're not big on math here, so it's been a while. We started this event a long time ago, and it was (laughs) mainly for the youth in Southern California. And we didn't think of anything this large at all. And the whole idea was to incent our kids here locally to learn their braille literacy skills. But something has happened as this program has unfolded over the years and we see it here tonight. And I would like to share that observation with you by telling you three stories. Now they are stories about contestants in the braille challenge. And the first one goes back, clear back to the very first braille challenge we had we held at our Orange County Center in Anaheim. And it was just for kids in Southern California, but we got a call from a lady in Danville, California, up north. And she was going to be coming down here, she said, and she said, I happen to have a blind daughter who's pretty good with her Braille skills. Could she participate? They were really coming to see Disneyland. I know what was going on, but anyway... (laughs) We said, and you can't fool me, kids out there. I know why you're here. (laughs) It's Disneyland. But anyway, we told her, sure, bring her on in. Well, she was in the fifth grade at that time. And it turns out she, I think she won an event that very year. But she stayed with this program all the way through. In fact, she became a varsity first place winner not once but twice before she moved on to the University of California at Santa Cruz and has become a very independent, capable, accomplished young woman. And I'm not going to tell you her name because she's going to entertain us a little bit later tonight. But she is a wonderful story that we got to watch her grow up from the fifth grade to the young woman she is today. After that very first event, I was attending a meeting of the National Council of Private Agencies for the Blind. And we had a little video made of that very first Braille Challenge event. So I was showing it off to my counterparts across the country. And the director of the Carroll Center, Rachel Rosenbaum, came to me. And she says, Our kids can beat your kids. <laughs> the gauntlet was down. I told her, You're on. The next year we held the event in San Diego and it was between our kids and the Carroll Center kids. By the next year, Northern California, the Peninsula Center, which has since changed names, but they said, well, we want to be a part of that too. So it now included Northern California. By the fourth year, we realized, wait a minute, let's just open this up to everyone. And in fact, it has grown from that point and other agencies like ours across the country have joined with us because they want their kids to win also. And they created what we call regional challenges. This year there were 42 across North America, regional challenges. And I understand over 1,000 kids were competing to be here tonight to take the place of these 60 that we're going to honor this evening. So it's turned into a really big event. But as I said, something else transpired. We started out to be Braille literacy. Let me tell you about the second contestant. I'll tell you her name. She was Christine Parsons from St. Louis, Missouri. She won the varsity first place prize twice in a row also several years ago. She has since gone on to university, and I've lost track of her since then. But I noticed the evening that she won her first prize, and it was probably in this room or one over at the Sheridan, and her name was called, and she stands up with her cane, and just walks like a, she looked like a fashion model. She was so poised. Her dad was walking behind her by about three or four paces. And I could tell he was just there in case she needed him. But she found the stairs, came up, got her award, and she went back to her seat. She had mobility skills aced. She had her, her independence skills really well engineered. A few days after that, I had reason to call my friend and the director of the St. Louis Society for the Blind, David Eakin. When Dave came on the phone, he said, our girl won. (laughs) I said, yes, your girl won. But let me ask you, I said, I took note of how well she was able to come up here on her own and she's so independent and capable. And he said, well, I'll tell you why. Her dad is a pain in, well, wherever was a pain, He's one of those parents that's forever calling. In fact, he just called me a few days ago and told me, Christine's going to be going to college in a year. And we don't know yet exactly where, but she needs train and subway skills. We need some extra training. He said, we have given that girl more training than anyone else, and it shows. You see, Christine Parsons was very blessed to have a father who was her advocate and a mother And they argued for getting her the training she needed to have all of the skills, not just braille literacy, but she had mobility, she had independent living skills. So critical, so critical. As I said, that's something that I've noticed taking place here year after year. What began to emerge is that as we watch so many of these contestants here tonight, especially in the varsity and junior varsity level, have been here multiple times now. And we've got to watch them grow up through the Braille Challenge. And they have grown up, and I saw it this morning as they were on the bleachers there. The older ones are confident. They know where they're going. They have confidence. Perhaps the best way to describe what I'm talking about is from a letter that we received just a couple weeks ago from a contestant who isn't here tonight. He didn't make the final cut. A young man in the ninth grade in Florida who went through the regional challenge in Florida and he's been competing since 2008. I hope we see him next year. But listen to his words in a letter to us. He said, I wanna thank you for creating the Braille Challenge. It has seen me grow from a competitive and immature little kid to a modest and outgoing young man. Mind you, this is being written by a ninth grader. It has changed my life because it is one of the things that has changed me into the person I am today. I used to be all about winning and rubbing rubbing it into people's faces. Now I congratulate my competitors, no matter how well they or I did, and I always make sure to be friendly with them, I don't care so much about the win, even though that's nice when I win. I focus on how it will give me a chance to see new people and I can make new friends. Wow, coming from a ninth grader who I think has his priorities straight on why we have this event that started out to be all about braille literacy But in reality, the experience these contestants have, it broadens them as individuals, and especially if they have advocate parents who get them that extra mobility training, those extra skills that they need to go forward in life. I am so proud of all of our contestants here this evening who are maturing into successful young people. We get to see them as boys and girls, And before our very eyes, from year to year, we see them become accomplished young men and women. I cannot be more proud of you contestants here this evening, and as Nancy has already said, you are the winners. You got here. (laughs) There are about a 1,000 kids out there who competed who wanted to be where you sit tonight. But they have a lot of advocates too, and they're on their way. But this event has turned into something that matures young people into the men and women we all want to see them become. So I commend you tonight for a job well done and for representing your families, your states, your homes so exceptionally well. Now, yes, I will applaud that. In the few moments I have left, there are some people we want to thank, very especially from the stage. Tonight's awards banquet is sponsored by longtime challenge supporters, Dot and Rick Nelson, who, by the way, also were at that first event in 2001, but they were, I know, they were there in 2000 itself, when the very first one took place. I saw them myself. Additionally, for the eighth year in a row, Dot sponsored this morning's gala opening ceremony through her company, Dot Dat Inc. Would you please stand, both Rick and Dot? Now, don't you think that it's appropriate that a lady that supports a Braille event would have a company named Dot Dat Inc. (laughs) Excellent. Rick also, who stood with her, her husband, is a member of our governing board of directors of Braille Institute. So we appreciate his contribution, which is enormous. We also have one other governing board member here tonight, Mr. David Wiegand, that's sitting over at table number three, I think. Dave, would you stand? I want you to especially applaud them, they're my bosses. (laughs) A highlight of this evening is our Teacher of the Year for Excellence in Braille Instruction, and this award is being sponsored once again by my dear friend, Bill Evans. But Bill isn't here, he didn't make it. We were planning on him being here. But anyway, thank you, Bill, wherever you're at. And uh, we so appreciate your continued support over the years. The big prize for our Teacher of the Year and our five first place finals tonight, the Focus 40 blue wireless um, Braille displays are being donated by our major prize sponsor for many years now, Freedom Scientific. Freedom Scientific has supported us from the beginning and is a leader in access technology for people who are blind and visually impaired. Representing them here tonight are Toya Bruce and Joe McDaniel. Could we recognize Toya and Joe? Wherever they are. They're here somewhere. Ah, there they are. Yeah. This year, our first place winners and our Teacher of the Year Award uh, year will also receive iPads, courtesy of Palmer Langdon, who is also in our audience this evening. Palmer, where do I see Palmer? There he is, great, great. A big thank you goes to the Walter Lance Foundation for their generosity in supporting last night's welcome reception for students and families and their additional support for this year for the Charts and Graphs Individual Skills Competition. And I must share with you an aside here, all of you students in here won't remember the name Walter Lance, or even Woody Woodpecker. But all of us who were born in the, well, a few years ago, (laughs) we grew up with Woody Woodpecker, Bugs Bunny, and Mickey Mouse, right? (laughs) Walter Lance was the creator of Woody Woodpecker, and his wife, Gracie, was the voice of Woody Woodpecker. They did not have children of their own, but they loved our Braille Institute Youth Center. They were volunteers. They gave so much during their lifetime. And they uh, passed away both in their 90s, back in the 1990s. So they're not here, but through their foundation, this organization or this event has been supported from its beginning. I, can t- I knew Walter and Gracie, and I can tell you this, if they were here tonight, they would be bawling, crying with the emotion of what they have helped make happen. So to Walter and Gracie, thank you. <clears throat> we also know that kids don't do well on an empty stomach. Guess what? No, neither do adults. <laughs> Um, so we're grateful for the support of Franklin D. and Phyllis M. Halliday for their sponsorship of the student breakfast and lunch this morning and this afternoon. Thank you. <laughs> I'd also like to acknowledge um, the Duckwater Foundation in memory of Marcus E. Crahan, Jr., for whose continued support has helped us grow uh, through these years. I know many of you come each year to cheer on our 60 competitors, but behind these star pupils, there are now more than 1,000 challenge contestants, like our young letter writer, whom we just listened to, Mr. Vasquez, <clears throat> who have taken part in 42 different events in their home state. As we grow, we're very grateful for the emerging support we've received for sponsoring our other individual skills competitions, speed and accuracy and proof rating were sponsored this year by the LA Optimist Youth Club through a bequest from Al and Billy Londe. Mary Doty sponsored spelling and reading comprehension was sponsored by Philip P. Woodward. We thank them as well. We are also very grateful to our new Canadian sponsor, a brand new sponsor, T-Base Communications, who provided five student sponsorships. And those were especially focused on our three Canadian contestants tonight. All three from British Columbia. (laughs) And last, let me mention our program partners who support us through in-kind gifts. Their generosity allows us to provide prizes for winners of each of our preliminary regional events in the U.S. and Canada. They are Humanware, which donated Victor Reading Stream uh, digital talking book players, the National Braille Press, which provided certificates for their catalog of Braille books and products, and Seedling's Braille Books for Children. We also want to again especially thank Patrick Healy and our longtime media sponsor, NBC4. Patrick, thank you again. let us not forget not only the staff that worked so hard to put this thing together through the year. This takes a whole year to put together, you realize. But also, as we were coming in to dinner, our Braille transcriber specialists who did all the grading today while you were in the pool and doing other things, they were just arriving having just finished their work. So I hope we know who the prize winners are yet. But anyway, we are so grateful for all of them. Again, I commend you students for your wonderful work and what you are doing and what's happening in your lives. And I want to especially thank also your parents and your families that are here with you this evening. You are blessed that you have advocates, people who love you, and they want to see you become whole people, capable of not just reading and writing Braille, but of living a successful and a progressive life. So to all of you parents and family members, especially, thank you. And with that, we'll let the program go on.
3: (laughs) Now that's a drum roll, huh? Before we get on to our third place awards, I have one correction to make. I made a little bit of a boo-boo in my announcements, and that is the website for AirsLA. LA. There's no hyphen. It's org. So, um, apologize for that, and uh, please check that out. Okay, on to our third, pl- oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, that,
4: yeah, what uh, was that? That's a, that's a
3: Twitter. Shot Conxell Twitter.
4: This is from Luke Bridwell. Go, Mitchell. You rock and are the best brother in the world. Good luck, Mitch.
3: Okay. On to our third place award. And so we'll uh, need some envelopes, please. We start, of course, with Apprentice.
2: And the Apprentice third place winner is Maren... Gundlach. Luck. Gundlach. Luck.
3: From Wisconsin. Did we say that right?
2: Congratulations, Marin. Well done. What a big hand, everybody.
4: (laughs) Marin uh, plays piano, sings, and loves to dance. She sang a solo at school How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Marin likes to zip and zoom around the house on her tricycle when she's not watching her favorite TV star, Ted Allen, from the show Chopped. She loves playing with her kittens, Emmy, and several others who remain unnamed. Marin enjoys recording videos and creating stories about herself and her fantasy friends.
3: Congratulations. Patrick
2: wants to ask you a couple of things. Congratulations. Congratulations. I have a tricycle, too, that I ride right along.
3: Okay. Okay, we are on to, oh, I'll take that. We are on to freshman, third place freshman.
2: All righty.
3: Here comes, here comes. Here
2: comes third place winner, freshman
3: Christopher Abel. Congratulations. All right, Christopher. been up here before, haven't you? Yes. Yes, you have. We have a lay for you. This is a Hawaiian tradition. There you go. There's leaves and flowers. It's an honor to wear one.
2: Well done, young man. Looks as though you enjoy boogie boarding in the ocean. You know, I had a boogie board, but he's my broken. <laughs> On her knee.
4: Congratulations.
3: All right, we'll take a picture. You want to up a picture
4: Christopher is a three-time Braille Challenge winner, an active kid. He has a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo Karate and a white and yellow belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He loves playing Wii Sports games as well, and we know he enjoys boogie boarding and ocean swimming. In his quiet moments, he plays chess.
3: He's getting to be a regular up here.
2: All right, Nancy, it's sophomore third place winner. Oh, all right. You like would like you like to read that you? one? Would you like to read that one? Okay. Wait, let me say it. Let me say it. Okay. Mitchell Bridewell.
3: Mitchell Bridwell is back on stage. <laughs> right. Oh. You're yeah. a rich boy. back, Mitchell. (laughs) You know the drill. You get to turn around. We're going to take another picture.
2: (laughs) You're doing awesome. Really killing it tonight. How would you like to work for Yzma? I'm recruiting. They're coming with me.
4: All right, Mitchell, as we know from his previous visit to the stage, enjoys wrestling and water dancing, also tubing. He plays piano and trumpet. His 4-H Club Foods Project was selected to go to the Indiana State Fair for two years. He's, uh, well, in his spare time, he likes to play Mario Brothers video games.
3: All right, congratulations again. Go the going to have quite a college fund. That was three seventy-five that he got in cash for third place. Woohoo. Okay. Would you like to read this one? Junior Varsity. Junior Varsity third place.
2: All right. Junior Varsity third place winner is Harley Letterman.
3: Letterman. Letterman. Yes. That's very Harley I believe this is his first one.
4: Harley mixes up his free time with goalball, hiking, swimming, and camping. He enjoys playing the French horn, that's a hard instrument, and reading Braille uh, Braille music and cooking. Although Harley is a member of the National Junior Honor Society, he sees his greatest achievement to date as traveling to all 50 states before turning 11 years old. I haven't been to all 50 states, and I'm not 11.
3: Okay, we are now ready for our Varsity third place. Are
2: you sure you want me to read this? I'm messing them up. I think I do. The Varsity third place winner is Jamie Brunson?
3: Janie Brunson! Janie Brunson! I got that one right. $500 cash award.
2: Congratulations. You know, in my defense, Eastman's got better handwriting than on these cards.
4: Janie teaches Braille to elementary uh, elementary age children and enjoys reading and writing. She's also a very talented singer. Her favorite TV series is Game of Thrones on HBO. Although uh Janie grew up in Northern California, she will be enjoying warmer weathers starting in the fall of twenty thirteen as a student at UCLA. Go Bruins. Right. Woohoo.
3: Congratulations to our third-place winners. Okay, now it's time for our Teacher of the Year Award for Excellence in Braille Instruction. You know, Kronk, uh, teachers who specialize with kids who with visual impairments, they're with them from the time they're young all the way through up to high school.
2: You know, that's wonderful, Nancy. Can I call you Nancy? You can. It's your name. You know, I've been with Yzma for ever, forever, and that's not very wonderful. She was about 100 years old when I started working with her. Now she's about 130. But you know, not all old people are mean. David Spade's nice, and he's like 70, four, 74 years old. And he's nice. This is a great award.
3: Well, our teachers, I will say, they may not be that old, but they do like, they, we do, they hate to retire. They, they hang on, they do love to, uh, they stay there with their job for quite a while.
2: Oh, hopefully they'll have a better disposition than he's. Been.
3: Oh, they have the best disposition. Okay, this honor goes to those teachers who are create fun and engaging Braille activities new ideas in the classroom. And they work to engage students and parents and the community in the world of Braille. We have actually tonight a special video tribute for our Teacher of the Year Award, and this year it is Christine Short from ABLE, Iowa. (laughs) Let's take a look at that video and get to know Christine
7: the visually impaired, and I work for Iowa Braille School and the local area education agency. I live in Adel, which is a town of about 4,000 in central Iowa. School was hard for me, and I wanted to make it easier for kids. It's a different style with every student, you know, so, and humor goes a long way with everything, and why make something boring if you can have fun with it? I travel, oh, about 500 miles a week to get to my different schools. And so um, they're all in different buildings, and most of them are in different school districts. So if they're under three, I go to their home. Got words. This tail is too fluffy. Good job. Technology is just really, really exciting right now. And staying up with it is a challenge, but it's a good challenge to have. With the iPads and the refreshable rail displays, the things that the kids have access to, and what's so exciting for them is they look like everybody else. They don't want a piece of technology that makes them look different.
8: We've been doing clicker docs on the
7: iPad. You popped up a word in the word bank. Do you think that might be it, and how would you check?
8: The technology has been huge, um, just all of the, the things that
3: a, a child with a visual impairment has access to.
8: I'm glad that she's running an award because she's been a great teacher.
1: The other person directly working with him is Ann Hickstrom who also works in this office. She was the teacher who was next door
7: to me when I first started teaching. So she was a mentor even back then. I think I do a good job of problem-solving, if you don't get it this way then let's try from a different angle.
3: I would say Chris very much is a suitable winner. Um, she's an exemplary teacher. She works very closely closely with her students. She works closely with the other teachers of the visually impaired and most importantly she works very hard with the general education teachers that are with the students. She's kind, caring, and compassionate
7: educator who um, Takes time to advocate for students. She has high expectations for students. She's very good at using technology
3: like the Braille Note with students in class. She can teach them how to do things like PowerPoint and Word documents and any sort of special technology they're using.
7: Five we don't even have twelve p.m. on
3: <laughs> It's
8: twelve ten p.m. She taught me Braille. She taught me how to use it and how to apply it to my life. She taught me braille music,
7: she's very helpful. I might have the same student for 12 years, or from the time I pick them up until the time they graduate. So you not only get to really know that student, but you get to know their families. So we've been very
3: blessed to have her the whole time Lauren's been in school. They just, they
1: worked and learned and played and the whole time they were, Chris was teaching her they were learning and she was just having fun, she was a little sponge learned, she soaked it all in. I mean,
8: she advocates for me, for the school to get the things I need, my textbooks, my Apex. She doesn't have to go above and help me get the things I need. She doesn't, I mean, heck, she brings me food sometimes, she doesn't have to do that. Lauren is very independent and because
1: of her intense training and her great work with Chris. She's self-sufficient.
8: And even if it's something that you might be like,
7: oh, I got to do this, Chris will add a twist that makes it exciting to do. You do whatever you need to do to get the kids enticed. And uh, sometimes that's bringing in silly poetry to read or being a little goofy with um, them. chocolate always works well
3: they hand her a piece of technology
7: she comes up with the curriculum the assessment and the rubric to go with it so i looked at reading rubrics or fluency rubrics for sighted children and then i took that and modified it added on things like hand position and just things specific to braille readers and so just adapted it so that it not only captured the reading portion, but it captured the Braille reading portion. She wrote a whole curriculum, a whole curriculum
1: based on music for the
7: Braille. I had looked at the Braille music before and tried to pick it up and just couldn't quite figure out how I was going to teach it. And this particular teacher used the soprano recorder. And I thought, I can do this. I used to play clarinet. I can look at a note and get my fingers in the right place and play the note. And we had a ball with it. Um, we spent six, eight weeks learning it, so I went back and fixed it up a little bit more. And next thing you know, I was teaching some um, workshops on Braille music. She had it published, and she was able to take it to other
8: Braille students. and I mean, it's just what Chris does on a day-to-day basis. She goes above
3: and beyond all the time.
7: The award is just a celebration of all that sharing that goes on that we can give back to the kids then.
3: Chris, I can't imagine anybody else who deserves this award more than you. Continue to have that wonderful sense of humor that you have. You're the
1: best teacher ever. She's well deserving of this award and congratulations, Chris. I'm so, so excited for you. Thank you, Chris, for. Everything, teaching me to
8: read Braille and use Braille and learn to advocate for myself, just
3: thank you.
7: Congratulations Chris, Um, this is well deserved.
3: My success that I've had with Braille is uh, because of you and I'm so proud of you.
7: There's more kids out there. (laughs)
3: Welcome to Christine Short.
4: As our Teacher of the Year, Christine will receive a cash award, a Focus 40 Blue wireless Braille display, and an iPad. This Teacher of the Year award is sponsored by longtime BIA supporter Bill Evans.
7: overwhelmed. That's the first I've seen the video. So <laughs> so you caught me still crying a little bit. So I want to thank the um, Brill Institute and the committee and I know I'll leave people off. Um, the people that the two people that nominated me also taught me a lot about being a better teacher. And um, I want to thank my students. Lauren is here tonight for the eighth year and she's <laughs> She along with my other students are the inspiration for why I do what I do every single day. It's the best job in the world. And I want to thank the Braille Institute for having the Braille Challenge. It gives the parents, the children, the teachers a chance to celebrate Braille and the places it can take them. Thank you so much.
3: Well, you know, Christine is one awesome teacher, but she is joined this evening by a lot of other teachers. It it takes a village. But all the teachers in the room tonight, please stand so we can really honor you. Who's a teacher in here? Let's give them a big round of applause. also like to ask the other extremely hardworking group of people in this room to stand, and that is our Braille transcribers. Can our transcribers please stand? Where are you? Without transcribers, there would be no Braille to teach, right? And one other group, and that is our donors and our volunteers. Their generosity supports this entire event, and that's the year-round Braille Challenge, not just tonight's event. Would all of our volunteers and donors who make this happen please stand? That's our modest group. Is there anyone else we'd like to thank? Uh-oh, hold on.
2: <laughs> I, Sorry, my stomach's a little upset. <laughs> Nancy, that was a fart joke.
4: <laughs> We got a tweet. This one's from Jordan Castor. Oh, watching the Braille Challenge Ceremony online makes me want to cry. Oh. So many amazing memories. Miss it.
3: She's one of she's been here. So we so hope to see well, her let's, back.
2: Let's thank all of those loving and supportive parents. If you could all stand up tonight.
3: Absolutely. Who all
2: know how blessed they are with such special, special kids, special young people.
3: Okay, thank you's out of the way. I think it's time to get to second place. Are we ready for second place? (laughs) Starting with Apprentice.
2: Jennifer Kosunik.
3: Kosunik, yes. You
2: got that right. All right. Hi, <laughs> Jennifer. Congratulations, Jennifer. Wonderful. Wonderful. and take a
4: picture. Jennifer loves playing with her Barbies in their Barbie mansion, but she doesn't have a couple. She has 30. She loves to cook and watch TV cooking shows such as Master Chef and Hell's Kitchen. Jennifer has a green belt in subakdo karate and has also learned how to ride a two-wheel bike with only a few bruises. She recently outdid her brother and caught four fish, probably from skills she learned from her other favorite TV show, Deadliest Catch.
3: Congratulations to Jennifer. Congratulations Jennifer,
2: just wonderful. You know, Jennifer, I like to play with my Barbies too. <laughs> well, I have a couple of Ken dolls.
3: Now we go on to freshmen. Second place winner is
2: Kaylee Brendel Kaylee Brendel Kaylee Brendel
3: turn around here and face
2: our audience.
4: Kaylee, congratulations.
3: Congratulations.
4: Kaylee enjoys playing piano, composing music, and singing. She had the opportunity to sing at the Governor's Mansion with the Westminster Children's Choir. In her free time, she likes to swim at the beach and write books. She's a regular donor to Locks of Love. She has donated her hair three times so far.
3: Congratulations again.
2: Well done, Kaylee.
3: Well, did you have something you wanted to ask her? No? Okay. Well, okay. I think she's she's ready.
2: obviously very talented. She plays <laughs> piano, composes music, and sings. <laughs> All, right. Stairs
3: right in front you. All right. Now we have our sophomore, second place. Rochelle?
2: Rochelle Zampella! Alright!
4: Rochelle enjoys the challenge of Sudoku number puzzles, word games, and anything that's a puzzle. Her outdoors enjoyment includes hula hooping, walking, and swimming. She's a big fan of country music. This year is her first year for Girl Scouts and playing the saxophone in a band. Rochelle's poem, What is Spring?, is being published in a book called A Celebration of Poets. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations, Rochelle. I'm going to walk you upstairs. You know, Rochelle, I had I had a saxophone. Yeah, I used my broken over her knee. Okay.
3: All right. We're getting down to the last couple of envelopes here.
2: University, second place winner.
3: For a thousand dollars,
2: Cricket Qu- Bridleman! Bridleman, yes, Cricket
3: Bridleman! Yeah, it's hard
2: to do. You know, in Cusco we pronounce it Bridleman.
4: Cricket's favorite hobbies include reading, swimming, knitting, and learning new things. Her favorite book character is Elizabeth Darcy from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice because of her courage, calm demeanor, and logical way of making decisions. Cricket is a self-defined perfectionist. She's competitive, yet compassionate, and she's got a sense of humor.
2: Crystal, you look like a real princess tonight. You stay away from Isma; she'll turn you into a llama.
3: One more for second place. Here comes the envelope.
2: And the uh, second place winner is Ooh, Rihanna Rihanna Martin,
3: thousand dollars.
4: Rihanna enjoys playing the piano and writing poetry. In fact, she's a multiple time winner of the Canadian National Institute for the Blind's Creative Writing and Braille Accuracy Competition. That's hard to say in one breath. Rihanna also enjoys swimming, skiing, indoor rock climbing, and tandem bike riding. Thank you so
2: much. Congratulations. You know, I noticed you do some rock climbing. I do rock falling. That That explains a lot. Right?
3: Our big moment. That big moment is coming. It's time for the first place awards.
2: The Apprentice first place winner is Audrey Bethy buffet.
3: $500 and an iPad with a braille display.
2: Congratulations, Audrey. Wonderful. What a great job.
4: Audrey plays the piano and is learning to play guitar. She's very active, whether jumping on her trampoline or swimming. She was a 2012 Braille Challenge winner also, and she enjoys watching her favorite movie, Mary Poppins.
2: Congratulations, Audrey. Well done.
3: Another envelope coming our way. Freshman, first place winner.
2: Yeah, the Freshman first place winner is Kendra Holloway.
3: Kendra Holloway, are you not? Kendra's not coming in tonight. Will your mom be coming up for her award? Okay, then we're just gonna give a big round of applause for Kendra. She did an awesome job today. Right, we now have sophomore. Hmm? Kelly.
2: Kelly Cusack. Congratulations.
3: Kelly Cusack wins fifteen hundred dollars along with her iPad and Braille display. Come on, Dan Kelly.
2: Congratulations, Kelly.
4: Kelly participates in choir and plays the piano. She also enjoys, oh, she's another rock climber. She likes reading and writing science fiction stories. Kelly was chosen to read her original essay entitled What Elementary School Means to Me at her fifth grade graduation. Kelly wants to be an inventor, so she keeps a running ideas list on her apex of possible inventions she wants to develop in the future.
3: Junior Varsity, first place.
2: Lauren Thompson.
3: Oh, isn't that perfect? Uh, that's the teacher of the year student. That's the teacher of
2: the student. Congratulations, Lauren.
4: When Lauren is not busy reading or writing books, she can be found playing volleyball, swimming and snow or water skiing. Her musical talents have landed her in the show choir and honor choir at her school. Lauren plans on traveling extensively and putting all her many abilities to use. All
3: right. <laughs> and you know, Good Lord. Lauren is Christine Short's student, so this is Rick, right? <laughs> it couldn't be more perfect. Congratulations, Lauren. Now this one, this winner, gotta build this one just a bit because this winner's name goes up on our perpetual trophy. This is our first place varsity winner, the Big Kahuna. Are you ready? Tiffany Zhao.
2: Congratulations, (laughs) Tiffany.
4: Tiffany speaks Mandarin and Spanish, as well as English, and enjoys playing the piano and reading. Her favorite outdoor activities include running, swimming, and hiking. Tiffany is also a three-time winner in her division for CaneQuest, a national O&M program of Braille Institute. She is also the founder and current president of SAVI, spreading awareness on visual impairment a student-led club at Temple City High School. Congratulations.
3: Okay, another who is no stranger to the stage, Tiffany. I think it's just about time for our finale here. Now for our final number, I'd like to introduce someone. Some of you may know, she was a young lady who was referenced in Mr. Stalker's speech. She was once that little fifth grader from Danville who was at one of our very first Braille Challenges, two-time finalist, and now a singer of her own song, Caitlin Hernandez, singing challenge, maybe. Hey, Caitlin! Caitlin! Okay, Caitlin, you're center stage. Hey, Caitlin.
8: My heart is beating so fast Already having the blast Each year is better than last And I am in the zone It's almost time to begin I roll my first paper in And I am starting the grin Cause we are on our way They say it's time and bells ring Fingers fly and Braillers Shake the tables We just cause a Braille earthquake Hey, I just got here And this is crazy
6: We all love Braille
8: so now we're racing, we'll spell some tricky words And then we'll prove free while we're enjoying This challenge Maybe, be, hey, what is your name? You're from what city? The fun we're having is just beginning We're on the same page We've been there, done that There's understanding right off the bat There's speed and accuracy And passages we must read And graphs about everything Gosh, we'll be here all day And by the time that we're done Our hands are pretty much numb But we're so glad that we've come Cause there's so much to say We've aced the testing There's no time for resting Soon we'll all be texting Till we're back again next summer Hey, I just got here, And this is crazy We all have brave. We're friends already, let's talk technology, let's share our stories, while we're all here for this challenge, maybe, no, we're not here to win a contest, we're here because we have tried our hardest, and all the sighted kids, well, they can't read this, but we know Braille, we're undefeated.
3: Our celebrity, let's give it up for Patrick. Our band, Nahoku Okalani.
2: Nancy. Well, it was a wonderful night, and thank you for letting me be here. It was really so very special to have this opportunity. I know my wife feels, my wife Kathy, my lovely wife Kathy over there feels the same way. But what a a beautiful night, and what a special evening, and to be invited, just to be invited to get to be here and just be a little part of it, it was very special. So I thank you and and, uh, the Braille Challenge, everyone involved here. It's so uh, inspirational, and and uh, just a wonderful night. So thank you.
3: Well, thank you. you. Caitlin says she wish it would never end, but it does. So that's our show this evening. Thank you very much. Have a safe trip home.
2: Drive second.
0: right. Before we wrap up, let's go back one more time and give you uh-huh. the names of the winners this evening. It's the, really important.
1: The winners in in each of the categories, right. the 2013 Braille winners in the apprentice category in first place was Audrey Bethay from Kansas. In second place was Jennifer Kazano from Ohio, and in third place was Maran Gundlach from Wisconsin.
0: Among the freshmen First place winner was Kendra Holloway of Georgia. Second place, Kaylee Brendel of New York. And the third place freshman winner, Christopher Abel of Georgia.
1: And in the sophomore category, the first place winner was Kelly Kuzak from New York. The second place winner was Rochelle Zampella from Oklahoma. And the third place winner was Mitchell Bridwell from Indiana. Mitchell also won the top reading comprehension award and he wants to be a linguist when he grows up
0: they are all going to be very successful <laughs> when they grow yes, up yes they are these kids are amazing uh, all right in the junior varsity division the winner was
3: lauren thompson from iowa
0: second in junior varsity cricket Biddleman or bidelman from southern california and third harley Fetterman of Texas, the Texas Education Service, Region 13.
1: And Lauren Thompson, the first place winner in that junior varsity category, was Christine Short's student. Christine Short was the teacher who won this year. In the varsity category, here's some uh, final uh, announcements uh, being uh, made. uh, Aloha. In the varsity category, the first place winner was Tiffany Zhao from California. The second-place winner was Rihanna Martin from British Columbia, Canada, and the third-place winner was Janie Brunson from California.
0: And we don't want to forget the winner of the very prestigious and important Teacher of the Year Award, Christine Short. Congratulations to all of the winners. Everybody in the, everybody in the room is a winner. Congratulations to you all. And now we have
1: Although this program is, well, it's now over. People are starting to leave. We've come to the end of this live broadcast of the Braille Institute of America's 2013 Braille Challenge Awards Ceremony. It's been another exciting and memorable evening here at the Hilton Universal Hotel in Los Angeles. For the winners in each category, for all of the participants, the teachers, the counselors, the parents, and everyone who worked so hard to arrive at this point and to make this event such a success.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed our voice picture of the Braille Challenge. This broadcast has been brought to you by Ayers LA and can be heard as a podcast on our website, www.airsla.org. Thanks to Brock and Cody from the Braille Institute for their help in making this broadcast possible. Thanks also, of course, to Nancy Newburgh, Vice President of Programs and Services and Director of the Braille Challenge.
1: Nancy did such a wonderful job tonight of em- emceeing the event and also Patrick. She does every
0: year. Doesn't she really she?
1: does. And, and special thanks to Patrick Warburton, the celebrity host tonight. And we also want to say thank you to our very capable engineer, Dick Burton. I'm Anne-Marie Howard.
0: And I'm Max Langer. Good evening. Good evening.
2: Put your hands up, oh, oh Honolulu, California